What is up, everyone? And welcome to this episode of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy Paul. And I'm Laura Norman, and this is episode 25, game 28, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Florida Panthers, in what is best described as the most pathetic 5-4 overtime loss that I have ever seen. What the literal fuck? I was wondering where you are going to throw a fuck in there, because we did test the audio first, because we are recording out of Laura's car without the podcast mic that I would normally use, and we're eating Taco Bell in the parking lot of the institution that we met, and um, if that doesn't say it, I don't know what does, but Laura definitely said a lot more fucks in the test audio than she did just now, but I do, and I'm not actually going to apologize because I'm not sorry about it, but you will hear noises in this in this podcast, and that is me eating a spicy potato soft taco. I am so excited, y'all, because as we've talked about, we have depression bell after a bad Blue Jackets game, and we're we're experiencing a bad Blue Jackets game. Like a really bad Blue Jackets game. And so Depression Bell is here, and it is the return of the uh, potato items on the menu. And so, I actually don't know when that happened. I'm probably missing the ball by a lot. But it's the return of the potatoes, and so therefore it is the return of me at my heaviest. And I can't wait. I'm personally so excited. I don't know why I didn't get Fiesta potatoes, though. That's fucked up. That was a a big-time fuck-up on my end. And again, like I told you in the drive-thru, we're probably going to have... And by probably, I mean we are. We are going to have many more disappointing Blue Jackets games to eat Taco Bell after um, over the course of the next few weeks. Yeah. Oh, y'all hear that? Ready? Don't get too excited, though. ASMR. That's just the Chipotle chicken melt. Which, like, I'm here to tell y'all that when they had those, like, quesadilla, um, like, the shredded quesadilla mounts, like, the little ones, bang. Do they really see things? Ugly. Disgusting. A nuisance. A problem to society. But I ordered one, though. Hey, girl. And just for context, I'm eating something that a few minutes ago I called a queso what the fuck. <laughs> quesalupa. It is a quesalupa. Ten out of ten. For Taco Bell. Was it good? Yeah. It's really good. You know, anyway. you know it wasn't good? Fucking Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this game. The FBJs. Let's let's talk about how had an entirely scoreless first period. Literally just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I kind of forgot about that part of the game, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I mean, because like, it was so forgettable. Oh, that's true. Literally nothing happened. It was just... Did you just drop cheese in my car? Okay, first of all, the attitude, I can't do it. Second of all, I was trying to make sure that you put straws in our drinks, and you did, so you get a pass. But yeah, no no cheese in the car. Oh. This is a toxic friendship, y'all. I'm so sorry that you have to hear it. Here's the breakdown of our identity as a duo. Speaking of breakdowns of identity, holy shit. Yeah, so then we um, we enter into the second period, which um, is largely just as boring as the first period. Absolutely nothing until about the last seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And at seven minutes left to go in the second period, the marvelous maestro himself, Oliver, Oliver Bjorkstrand, scores just a beautiful goal. Just a... It was beautiful. No, yeah. No, I wasn't looking at you crazy. Oh. Sorry, you looked at me like I was wrong, and I was like, I'm not about this. No, that was good. Um, so, just a, you know, just an absolutely beautiful goal. And then, guess what? 
a few minutes later, motherfucker does it again. <laughs> I have to say that I still don't know where the maestro came from. It's confusing. I don't agree with it. I want us to all yell, I told Jeremy this, in the arena. Because also, we were personally there to witness this fucking travesty. Well, that's why the Taco Bell has to happen. We usually right. we usually can can get away with not getting Taco Bell if we... I mean, truly, because that would have happened how many times this year already if we would have had to get... So many. Done. And also, like, I would have had to door dash it, and it's just, like, a lot of things. Um, but I told Jeremy, total side topic, that I want us all to start yelling, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie every time Oliver scores, because I want him to have a thing, because as of right now, he's the only fucking blue jacket. <laughs> so, continuing on, we end the second period, 2 nothing, 2 2 nothing. Great times. Great times in the land uh, of the blue jackets. No, we didn't. It was 2-1. Was it? Yeah, because then remember they had a penalty, or a power play, oh, and I was like, right. they're going to tie this game before the end of the second, right? They didn't tie it, though. We went 2-1 at the end of the second period. And um, then what happened? And then what happened is we came back into the third period. And did we go up three? Oh, we went all the way up 4-1, my goodness. Oh, that's true. So then we go up. Hey, guess guess who started doing Patrick Line shit? Patrick Line gets his first goal. In seven games. Thank you, sir. Lo- lovely, lovely little power play goal for Patrick Line. And then we're feeling good. We're feeling good. 3-1. We're going strong. And magically, another Blue Jacket player breaks his no-scoring streak. The wonderful Max Domi. He was so fucking happy. He was so happy. His smile reached both of his ears. It was adorable. I think his smile was halfway because in his post-game interview, he was like, yeah, I was trying to pass that to Riley Nash, and it just fucking went in, so. Hey, whatever works. So here we are, sitting, you know, about a quarter of the way into the third period. Will you please validate me that when we went up 4-1, to one, I said, we're going to lose this game, right? That is correct. He did turn to me and say, we're going to lose this game, and I said, I mean, it's possible. And oh, hey, we did. Um, so yeah, so, um, we're sitting there about a quarter of the way through the third period going, all right, 4-1, let's fucking do this shit. And then the world falls apart. Hey, ask me if I dropped cheese this time. Hey, did you drop cheese in my car? Show did. Actually, it might be tomato. Oh, good. Tomato. I ate it. Should this be the time we also talk about how, and it, I still didn't do anything about it, how Jeremy once poured pickle juice down my driver's side door? You still haven't done anything about that? No. Oh, my God. Hot pickle juice, by the way. Do not ever get it twisted. It was hot pickle juice because I have taste. That is true. Thank you. It was hot pickle juice. That's the sponsor I want next. Um, so, yeah. So, after Max's uh, beautiful goal and, um, you know, breaking two streaks, uh, the world just sort of just sort of came apart. A Panthers player got his uh, very first goal of the year with a lacrosse-style goal. Um, that just, Elvis didn't have a chance in that situation. Like, it was just, didn't, didn't have a chance. And then, did Hornquist score their third goal? God, I hate that motherfucker. Yeah, he did. They, there's a shot from the 
top of the circle, back from the blue line, and he got deflected in front of that because nobody cares that he's there. Nobody cares that he's in front of Merzlikens. Like, nobody gives a damn that this man is living rent-free inside of Elvis Merzlikens, like, inside of him, like... Literally inside the fucking net at one point. Just sitting on his ass inside the net. I think that's because David Savard wrecked his shit into the net, which I'm kind of into. He needs to do something for this team if he's going to wear the Union Blue, but... So, yeah. So, then they end up tying it 4-4. We somehow managed to get to the end of the third period without just letting them beat us in regulation. And go into overtime. Which, as you all know, overtime is not our strong suit. It is not a fun time. And I looked over at Jeremy and I said, I know for a fact John Tortorella is going to put Nick Foligno in on this overtime. Can I can I check something real quick? Sure. I don't know that this is recording anymore. God damn it. Oh, it is. <laughs> My phone just locked. Okay. Um, never mind. <laughs> hey, y'all. Um, so John Tortorella put Nick Foligno out. Well, actually, no. To be fair, he did start Boone Jenner, so Boone Jenner could win to the face-off. face-off. I'm, I'm just saying that the goal was not that. Um, then Boone Jenner runs his little ass off the ice so that goal score aficionado, <laughs> skill out the wazoo, overtime threat <laughs> for the Blue Jackets, a threat for the Blue Jackets, to the Blue Jackets, an absolute liability in overtime. Nick Felino comes out of the ice. Um, With Cam, who, that's, that's not a combination we need. Which Miss Romeo's, Romeo's Pizza has been running a special where you guess what period Cam Atkinson's <laughs> going to score a goal in, and if you're right, you get a pizza, and he hasn't scored since. <laughs> not one. Not ogle. Not even ogle. He might not even have an assist. No, he does. No, he but, does. like, can we stop doing promos? Do you know what the other promo is for the season that, like, is the worst? If the Blue Jackets score in the second period. (laughs) What the fuck? Let's quit. Let's quit doing that. Let's quit picking things. Fucking Arby's curly fries, y'all. They are in bed with Arby's. They could not love that shit more than to promote the curly fries. Anyway. So, we get into overtime, and... It's just a hot fucking mess. Like, it's just a literal, I don't even understand. We should have just been like, you know what? Go ahead and take it. Just go ahead. I can't really think of any chances we had. We didn't. We were literally down in our own end, like, the whole time. So, I think it was, like, two minutes into overtime. They fucking scored. And it was over. And it was so... So embarrassing. So embarrassing. What might be more embarrassing is the fact that for the last six, seven minutes of the period... Did you bring out one of these yet? No, girl. You pick whichever one you want. <laughs> pick your poison, bitch. I took the front one. Um, so, last six, seven minutes of the third period and then the um, the overtime period, Patrick Lyon is nowhere to be seen. Roslovic and Robinson sit during the third period. Now, Roslovic gets a chance to come back out in overtime. I don't know. I just, like, I don't know. 
I just can't believe, like, I can't understand not putting Patrick Liney out in overtime. If you're going to, like, send try to send a message to him at the end of the third period because he's been on the ice for every Panthers goal, okay, like, sure. But literally the point of overtime is to score a goal. Like, it is literally, that is the goal. And literally the point of having Patrick Liney on this team is for him to score fucking goals. And so I'm confused, right? Like, I'm sitting here confused. Poor Patrick Liney. I mean, he is asked, you know, like, the bench was shortened on you, you know. And he was like, yeah, like, we had a couple plays that we got scored on, this, that, and the other. And basically says, I thought I was playing well, but I guess I wasn't. Um, and do you know what that does? That gives somebody so much confidence. Like, I would be so confident after so that. Much. Like, I'd feel fucking great after that. You know what I would do if my player went out into a pro, uh, press conference earlier in the week? And or media availability and was like, where's your confidence at? Pretty close to zero. Do you know what I would do? I would not let him play the rest of the game after he scored a goal, had an assist. I would sit him. I would say, calm down, bitch. Not too much confidence. Fucking sick. I, I don't get it. I'm pissed off. I left that game more mad at John Tortorella than I've ever been at him. I just, and we talked about this too, but it just doesn't seem like anyone cares. No, I mean, Patrick Hornquist, I'm surprised I didn't get kicked out of the game because Patrick Hornquist starts picking shit with Boone at center ice as they're both getting off the ice. And, like, they kind of go at it a little bit. Why Why are we not just beating his ass? Like, why are we just, like, letting him do whatever he wants and, like, nobody cares? Like, I, when we when we do this shit... It's like, how are you not going to be mad? You don't need to be good enough to win, but how are you not pissed off? Like, how is your pride not coming through? And how are you not like, I need to step, like, I just, I need to, I mean, I wanted to do it. And I was in section 223 minding my business. I'm one of the least violent people that you'll ever meet. And I wanted to kick Patrick Horkwith's ass today. Like, physically wanted to harm him. Did any of the Blue Jackets? No. No, they did not. But, you know, apparently that's just how we roll these days. And, you know, it just feels great. Just feels... Also, I'm just going to say it. Because we have to play them two more times. Stop fucking taunting Bob when he's in the arena. It doesn't work. Wait, did we, did we play them at home? Or is it away? The next four... Do we play them two more times? I think we play them four more times. But I think they're both away. All Both series are away. Either way. Stop fucking taunting Bob. It doesn't work. Yeah. That was tough. Because, yeah, he, they literally scored. <laughs> like, like as we're talking shit to Bob. Nothing gets Laura going more than that. Like, Don't say we. We were not talking shit to Bob. Okay, that's true. Others. Others were talking shit to Bob. And they scored. Yeah, and Bob did not have a good game either. That's the worst part about it. Like, No, he didn't. Oh, my God. It brought back so many terrible memories of my first playoff series against the Capitals. That's what I said. This is your biggest pet peeve. And they were fucking taunting Holtby, and we were getting our asses kicked. Yeah. It doesn't work. I mean, it's gratifying, but it sucks. I'd rather hear the stupid bird call. Oh, I miss that, kind of. Um, I actually don't care about hockey anymore, because I just opened the spicy potato soft taco. 
If they change this shit at all... I've moved on to my Crunchwrap Supreme. If they change this at all, Laura, I'm ending the podcast. Right here, right now. So you better plug the social. I'm not done talking yet. Eat your damn burrito. I'm talking. <laughs> The verdict. I'm so happy. <laughs> His sadness has been cured by a potato taco. Oh my god, y'all. It's been too long. Wow. What is it that Rose says? It's been how many years? Titanic Rose. 87 or something. It's been 87 years since I had one of these mugs. Or Georgia and Karen, where they're like, there hasn't been a potato taco around here for 25 years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't listened to a single one of their podcasts in, like, Shout three months. Shout out to months. my favorite murder. Any true crime fans out there? We're off the rails currently. Anyway, so, to make a very long story short, the Blue Jackets fucking sucked tonight. It was embarrassing. And... Either some shit has to change, or we just need to be public about the fact that we're giving up on the season. You know how, like, other franchises write letters to their fan base where they're like, we're sorry, but this is gonna suck for a minute. Like, I don't know, the Chicago Blackhawks who are gonna make the fucking playoffs writing a letter that was like, we're in a rebuild, and now they're in, like, what? Like, I hate it. Ugh. Ew. Pissed. And poor Eldis. Yeah. Poor Elvis has been out for so long. And the man, much like Corpy, much like his brother in arms, fucking stands on his head, on his head, to keep shit out of the net. I don't think I heard from him in postgame. I wonder if he did an interview. He probably said, fuck you, assholes. In Latvian. Or in one of the other languages he speaks. Italian or French or Russian. Either way. But yeah, poor guy was so excited. So excited to come back and play in front of his fans. The fifth line, who he loves. Probably one of the most vocal players about how much he loves the Columbus fans. And his team fucking lets him down. Tracks. That tracks. And you know what else tracks? Us not staying in the same place to record an entire episode. So we had finished our Taco Bell adventure and decided to come back to the comfort of our own homes to process this loss a little bit further together. Uh, so Laura, hopefully your drive home was safe. Yours was longer than mine. It was, it was pretty fine. It's a pretty much straight shot from Columbus to Newark. So, Oh my God, it really is like one road. That's what me and Ryan were talking about for about 45 minutes of our two hours that we were tie-dyeing masks together yesterday was my god that's a flat drive and it's a boring drive it is it's super boring i don't know how he does it every day um but shout out to ryan breckbill my mentor uh and former colleague jeremy's current colleague um and one of the absolute best people on the face of this planet such a good human you if you don't know him, you're truly missing out because he's just the bee's knees. I'm so good. I'm jealous that you got to tie-dye masks with him for two hours. Which was such an adventure, although students just stopped coming after he showed up, so that was interesting and sad. Um, speaking of people who should stop coming, John Tortorella. So, to work? Just stop coming to work? Just stop coming to work. John Tortorella 
should probably stop coming to work. I am. It's probably a good thing that we we took like a hour break between recordings because I was very upset when we were driving back from the game because this is like, and I deal with sports stress in a very different way than Jeremy deals with sports stress. I like get real quiet and like within myself and I, um, (laughs) I wear acrylic nails um, and I do this. Correct. You do. I um, am stressed or anxious and I just got my nails done yesterday. So um, Jeremy was like, girl, you just got those done. You really need to not fuck them up right now. Um, so yeah, I, this is not the John Tortorella that I know as a fan or like love as a fan. If this game would have occurred any time during the last three years, the rage that that man would have expelled from his body during his post-game press conference could have like fueled a city. And tonight he was just like, yeah, you know, there were, um, there were some good spots and there was like solid 45 minutes and I'm only gonna, you know, focus on what got us those four goals. And then, everything else like you know they're trying blah 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 blah, and you know I shortened the bench because I shortened the bench and that's just how it worked out the fuck yeah I just like for him to not have any sort of a fiery emotion about that game was just like you know, there are moments too, like on the bench, like you saw, um, and I think I tweeted about it, like when it happened where I was like, please shoot Pat, like, and then it made it sound like I was saying, please shoot Patrick Line, not like, please shoot Pat. Um, it was bad. It, it was really came for him in that moment. <laughs> it was an accident. Um, and so, so yeah, he, he definitely got vocal on that power play, like off on the bench. Like I like looked over cause I was like, yeah, he's going to be pissed off. Um, and I have to say, sitting on the attack one side does help you see the Blue Jackets bench a little bit more. And I actually think that there's something really interesting about that, because like, as somebody who like not only is a fan but like also does this right and like watches things and like does it to be able to recap it and kind of like process it. Um, yeah, it's just it was fascinating to watch some of the reactions to things tonight. Well, and it was just it was the complete opposite. It was like he turned himself off in between coming off the bench and doing the interview because there were several moments during the game, which he was very like justifiably pissed off at his team and what they were doing and was definitely like exhibiting that on the bench and you could see it. Um, And then it just dissipated And I think that that's really frustrating. I mean, I know it's really frustrating for me, but I think it's also very frustrating for a large majority of this fan base. And we talked about it a little bit when we were talking about the the players earlier in the episode, but like not having 
anyone who cares like and if so and if it's the thing where like the team knows that the season is basically over then that's fine like just make that clear so that it's not this like mixed message for fans like we're gonna keep pushing 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 like blah 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 blah. and then come out and give us these sort of reactions whenever a terrible situation happens like it did tonight and I I also don't think that it's an all-around team thing because I think you can tell from other interviews that some of the players are confused, like confused about the post-game apathy. Like, you know, why aren't more people upset? Why aren't more people fired up in a way about this sort of situation? Why aren't people coming back after intermissions, like really pissed off? And, you know, you and I talked about during the game, several moments that like, we really missed seeing the side of Nick Felino that when shit like this starts happening, he gets so much more aggressive and assertive on the ice. He shows his dominance. And there were a couple of times that he got kind of like in a bit in a push and shove, but like he didn't follow through with anything. And that's not, I mean, Nick fights, like Nick has fights on the ice. He drops gloves. Like, this is not something that he doesn't do. Like, it's not like it's Cam who doesn't fight ever. Right. Time that I swear he did. Um, You know, stuff like that. Like Nick is a fighter. So is Boone, like stuff like that. Like they're not, these aren't dudes that are afraid to drop gloves and throw hands. Like that's, and they should have justifiably, like they should have. Hornquist is an absolute jackass. And the fact that no one hit him in the face at any point in this game is stupid. Oh my God. Well, and Boone started to try some shit there at center ice. Like when, when they were like doing a change and, you know, things just like really didn't happen, but it's just like, yeah, it's so frustrating. Cause like, I remember, and I know the hockey is changing a little bit. Right. But I just remember that's the kind of stuff that the players would have stood up for and like, wouldn't have let happen. Well, it, it, I'm sorry. To, oh, you're good. Um, but it also like does so much for team morale too. Like if you, and I'm not talking about like critically injuring. I'm not talking about Tom Wilson bullshit. Like I am talking about like, you know, basic, you know, throwing hands situation that is very much so a part of hockey culture. Like that sort of stuff also kickstarts in your team too, the support and the, like, I want to know why no one went after anyone after they literally slammed into Elvis and just ran him over. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, frustrating. That's really awesome. You're really showing support for your goalie who has no choice in that situation whatsoever has already injured himself trying at earlier in the season trying to save your asses for no apparently so correct yeah and I think too right like it's just like I'm almost wondering if it's just like the give up of it all right um I did I just wanted somebody to be mad that's all I wanted I just wanted some anger and I didn't get any and that's sad the only anger I got was from us in the car 
<laughs> and that's sad. It was kind of nice. I will say not to be an entirely negative fancy, but you and I were riding down the escalator to leave the arena and the guy behind us was like, don't worry guys, we'll get him next time. And it was just like so wholesome and genuine. And, you know, this was our first time in the arena with the 25% capacity. And it's a definite difference from the first time that we went last week. Um, and it was nice. It was nice to, and especially sitting in the upper bowl, you can really get a feel for how many people are actually there. Um, and yeah, it was nice to have louder cheering. Um, the let's go jackets woman is back. If you've been to a game and are familiar, um, with her, we were actually sitting near her, uh, tonight. It was so good. I felt like I was sitting close to a star. Uh, yeah. So a blue jackets fan celebrity and, um, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to be in that situation. We had some of the funniest people in the world behind us. I wish we could have made friends with them. So bad. Uh, I'm pissed. Uh, they, I, I think I said this in another episode where I was like, sometimes I like hear myself. Um, and I, and like, how have I not been kicked out of one of these games yet? And they had a couple one-liners behind us that just like killed me. And like at one point, like there was like a shot from the slot that like really Elvis had no business saving. And the sheer sh- shriek that came from behind us was literally like my inner monologue was being externalized by these people sitting behind us. And so by the off chance that you're listening to this podcast and you're sitting in 223, a couple rows between or behind us gorgeous bitches, we want to be your friends. Yeah. We do. They were, they were, they were great. Great. There was an annoying Panthers fan sitting kind of close to us too, but I mean, they are the only one that left happy this evening. So. Uh, yeah. Ew. John Tortorella might have left happy because he might be getting himself fired. On purpose. Well, and you know, we're we're not the only the only people that think that. There's quite a bit of Twitter conversations occurring right now, both by the fans and by hockey media professionals about what the fuck is happening in Columbus, specifically with John Tortorella and this interesting group of gentlemen that, you know, and I hate I hate saying I hate saying that on nights where we get four goals. As not a as not a high scoring team, I hate I hate that we got four goals and we lost. I hate that we gave up a four one lead. Yeah, all of that hard work, all of that, those really shiny moments for Oliver and for Patrick and for Max, um, who now seems to be, according to rumor sitting on the possibility of being traded again which sucks because I really like Max and I think given the opportunity he would come back and be a better player next year but it's because we'll be under different circumstances I'm jumping on that bandwagon we will be under a different coaching situation um so yeah, it's just an all-around like bummer evening for 
we really just like we really just fucking needed to win not even for like a point like not even for like a point situation just for like a morale dignity purpose right because now we're going into a saturday game is it saturday sunday or saturday monday saturday sunday back to back saturday sunday back to back um games against dallas and we just lost you know stupidly to florida and it's just such a bummer because dallas like (laughs) dallas even though they're up and down and struggling in certain ways they're probably gonna kick our asses probably yeah i mean they could they in like an embarrassing way because certainly could because like you said saturday is a um, retro reverse night and the first time we wore them we played dallas say that again that saturday is a retro reverse night why are you reversing the retro reverse name oh sorry reverse retro there you go now I'm saying it backwards. I think I don't know. You got me off. Uh, no, it's yeah. reverse retro. I'm dumb. It's okay. We can still be friends. And tired is also twelve forty-five. Um, if you say we don't do anything for you all, exactly. Give you this content. And we, you know, historically do not do well wearing those fucking red jerseys. So. God, yeah, and I'm going. And you have to wear yours. Your dad bought it for you. You're going with your dad. Correct. Yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be fun if I end up going with you and your dad and your brother, because it will be all three of you in these red jerseys and then me. Actually, my dad doesn't have one. I thought he bought himself one. No, no, he did not. Wait, Randy and I can rock non-red clothing. Yeah, he doesn't wear a ton of uh, jerseys. That surprises me. I know. But I yeah. support it. Yeah, for one year for Christmas, I like pinned up his like um he had an original sweater that has that old logo that's on the reverse retro. Mm. And yeah, it was a good time. It was hard to pin it up though. That stuff's hard. And they like charge you so much money to put it in a shadow box. Yes. So I bought my own shadow box and pinned it. It does not look that great, but it was also college budget so you know what I mean correct but yeah so I'm gonna ask the question that you normally ask me uh so what are you what are you expecting to see over the course of the next 36 hours and on Saturday I mean rumor on the street is that there were some scouts in the room or in the room oh my god in the arena tonight um, it is one so, big room, technically. That's true. Some from Winnipeg, um, all that kind of fun stuff. Of course, they were from Winnipeg. I know, right? Well, they you start to develop relationships with teams, right? And so, rumor on the street is that they could be interested in one David Savard, which I could see. Um, I don't think anything's happening in the next 36 hours with that, obviously. But, um, you know, it is fascinating because you're getting closer and closer to the quote-unquote trade deadline, which is April 12th. So, I mean... Uh, Oh, hello. Um, good news. No viruses on my Mac. Um, <laughs> so you're getting closer to a month away from the deadline. Um, 
and it's going to become like clearer and clearer that like what teams need to be sellers and things like that. And like, it's starting to look a lot like the blue jackets are in seller land. It's so, Oh my God, I'm yawning here. What's going on? The podcast etiquette's not great. Um, so we have to consider like throwing somebody out. Right. Uh, and I think you look at like a Savard, right. Who's a Winnipeg team could use some, some depth on the blue line could use some top four strength there. Um, you know, they're going to want to have him a decent chunk before they start the playoffs. Right. Like, and the only way you're going to be able to do that is by, by trading significantly before the 12th, because as we saw with Pierre-Luc Dubois, like he didn't get a chance to get into the lineup for a while because of his having to clear quarantine and, and COVID protocol. So, um, so yeah, I mean, teams are going to start making trades a lot earlier than the deadline this year just because of that. So I can see that starting to happen. John Tortorella is still going to be the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Like, I'm not worried about him getting fired quite yet. I would like for him to be. I would like for him to resign. I don't want him to have to get fired. I would just like for him to resign. Or, like, mutually split ways, quote-unquote. Yeah. Because I don't – and that's the other thing I think that I hate so much about this is that if – this is his last season with us. I hate that this is how his legacy is coming to a close because he has done so much for the team and the franchise and the city. Yeah. And I would much rather him go out either on a high or on his own terms. Right. Which still may do anyway, not on a high, but on his own terms. Um. And I know with time, this would fade away as the weird, mysterious, shortened COVID season. And, you know, but it just sucks in the, in the real time of like it having to go out like this. But, right. you know. Yeah, I think the thing is. Oh, sorry, what were you saying? I said things aren't, things are just not working. No, and I think the thing that's interesting too, like this is not going to be John Tortorella's legacy. Like it won't be. Like now, if Patrick Line like refuses to resign after like this season because of like some of the things that Torts did, then then it does have a little bit of an impact on the legacy. But it's not going to change his his legacy for what he did for this team. I mean, what he did for for this franchise. So I'm not worried about that. But but yeah, I think. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if you go with Elvis or Corpy. Uh, in this next one, I personally almost go with Elvis again. Like you've got a couple of days rest, you know, you're probably going to start the other on Sunday. So it's like, you know, you know, why not give Corpy a few extra days because he's played so much. But we'll see. I, I don't know. I just think we're going to lose and that's okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see if Torts did some fucky shit like um, bench Jack in the next one. I don't think he deserves to be because again, like we've talked about, like what does that really do to a player's confidence? Like but, healthy scratch him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just I don't know. I I do think we'll probably end up with another line boggle kind of situation. Yeah. No, I agree. We'll just, you can tell that we're both kind of defeated because we're both like, meh. We are, like, we just are so, like, defeated because we've come down from the anger part of it and now we're just sad. 
and I guess I'm not sad because like I mean like I said last episode like I do think I've kind of accepted that this is where this is it's just like this was one of those games like and I'm eating my words because like literally last episode I said we could lose games however we want as long as people are learning and like we recapped earlier Patrick scores gets an assist doesn't play anymore which is another story um you know Max Domi you know gets a goal and assist Oliver gets two goals and an assist. Well, Oliver isn't somebody I've been worried about, though. So it's at least at least a couple of guys. No, but it's good. It's good to see. I mean, for Oliver as someone who is already signed here long term, true for the next five years. You know, much like we want to see out of Cam and out of Boone and out of Nick, like getting those moments and those opportunities. And so, you know, so it just sucks. It just sucks to see those moments and then have it all blow up in our faces in the end. Yeah. Well, Laura, I think it's that time. It is. I do have two things before I do the plugs, though. Go for it. Conversation pieces. They're just like tidbits. Shout out. You think two pieces of good news. Congratulations to Vladislav Gavrikov and his wife. Um, Gabby wasn't in the lineup tonight because they welcomed their first baby. And we all know how much I love the baby news. Um, they had a sweet little girl. Um, so more than likely, he will back be back in the lineup on Saturday. The boys usually don't take that much time off. Um, so... But big congratulations to them. They are first-time parents. That's super adorable. And then another big um, shout-out to Blue Jackets reporter Jeff Sabota, who did completed his final round of chemo today and rang the bell. Uh, we reported very early on um, in the podcast that Jeff had been diagnosed with colon cancer um, in the beginning or in, back in the fall. Um, so great to see him responding well to treatment and doing well. And, you know, the man does chemo and then goes and reports on the game. So that is impressive and dedication. So continued well wishes and healing vibes sent his way. Um, I'm glad the can at least got to go off four times for him <clears throat> today, even if it didn't mean we went, we won, but so, yeah, but now I can hit everyone with our plugs. So if that's okay with you, he gave me a, a shaking fish. So we're good. Um, so yeah, follow us on social media. We're um, on Twitter and Instagram at subject. Sug- <laughs> How did you almost just mess that up? So many times that I almost just messed that. We are on Twitter and Instagram at subjectively speak it. Run, run that one back. Run, run it back. No, nope. oh, start over. Lord, again, it is twelve fifty-two. Anyway, Twitter and Instagram for the third time. We are at Subjectively Pod on both of those platforms. Thank the Lord, I get am right. Um, and again, absolutely love our Twitter followers. Y'all are crazy sometimes, but it's very interesting to read. Um continue to love our association with Romeo's Pizza uh, because we got so many notifications tonight just because we kept being retweeted 
in things. Um, so that's super funny. I will say that I did tell Jeremy that I think all of you know when I tweet stuff versus when he tweets stuff. And I am feeling very unloved. <laughs> so just an FYI, all of our tweets are valid. So share, share the love. I'm so um, dead. <laughs> um, Instagram, you know, still, still plugging along, posted a couple of pictures from the game tonight. Um, but we are, we are almost at 80 followers on Instagram and then rate review and subscribe to, to us on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Um, again, we have the new goal of wanting to get 15 five-star, um, reviews on Apple podcasts by Sunday, April 4th. So if you haven't yet scroll down on your purple icon, um, while you're listening to us and hit that as long as it's more than one. That's all I'm asking for. So we're just looking for those 15 reviews um, over the next couple of weeks. But we just love and appreciate all of you so much. And we appreciate you sticking with us as we, we go, go down this journey of an interesting season. But we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. A lot of fun things that Jeremy and I are working on to improve upon the podcast and, and grow it a little bit. So very exciting. Here's hoping. Mm-hmm. We can't wait to do it. And we can't wait to share it with you all. Uh, of course, we'll come to you on Saturday at some point. I guess Sunday is when you'll get the episode with a recap of the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Dallas Stars. Laura, this is our 25th episode. Like, I feel like we didn't give that enough love at the beginning, but we've done, this, know. We have done this 25 times, which is kind of sick. And just to like share with y'all, like, obviously you have the games, right? You have to watch the games, but then, but then you go in, you do like, we record probably for, you know, over an hour most nights, but before, because we don't get me wrong. Uh, there are definitely minutes of games that the two of us might not see between the two of us. And the other one has to fill the other in. Um, so between that, finishing it up and then editing it, producing it, plugging it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we've put in some hours of this one girl, but I wouldn't want to do it. With, I would not want to do it with anybody else. I would not want to do it for anybody else. We love you all so much. We're so grateful that you all tune in. And until we get the chance to talk to you all next time, please stay well, take care of yourselves. We're so, I don't want to say we're close to the end, but like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Like if you are eligible to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. And if you and are one like- shot down. One I know, shot down. yay. Go. And if you're anything like me, you're scourging through the CVS dumpsters trying to find a Johnson and Johnson shot to give to yourself in a shady backyard parking lot. Um, but until, until then, stay well, stay safe, and we will talk to you all this weekend. Bye.